and uh, good to hear everybody visiting. I mean that. It's a blessing. And uh, we just uh, thank the Lord for all our visitors, and uh, uh, we're just glad to, glad to have everybody with us in the house of the Lord. And uh, just uh, appreciate everybody. Glad to have the service we had this morning. And uh, want everybody to be praying. And I'll read the scripture in just a little bit, but uh, I want to mention some of our visitors with us tonight. Uh, got uh, a preaching brother, got two preaching brothers with us visiting. I got uh, Travis Jones. He's from down in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Pastor's Calvary Baptist Church down there. And uh, I believe, if I remember right, you were probably here when you were just a little small child, weren't you, Travis? Here with his mom and dad. Uh, Danny and Sherry Jones and uh, so but he's uh, grown up since then and uh, uh, pastors down there and uh, he uh, was one of the preachers that attended the revival that we just had at Trace Church at Crouches Creek and uh, came came a lot of nice and was an uplift and blessed to us so we appreciate that glad to have brother Aaron with us tonight and his family and boy it's just a blessing to see you folks come in too buddy and uh, thank the Lord for these preachers and uh uh, I want everybody to really pray tonight, uh, uh, pray for this service. And uh, uh, Brother Travis had uh, texted me this morning and told me that he might come. He didn't know for sure if he could make it, but uh, when I come in and saw him here, I told him, I said, well, when it comes uh, time for the preaching, I'm just going to give you a fair warning. I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you. And he said, oh, no, you, you go ahead. He said, I'd rather you go ahead. And I said, well, <clears throat> I'll leave it up to you what you do, but I'm still going to give you opportunity I'm going to turn it over to you and see what you do okay I'd like to read the scripture before we get started and it's come on my heart I want to read the scripture uh, I'm not going to preach right now but I want it's just come back to my heart for some reason uh, to read the, the passage that I started with that I preached on this morning it's in the 24th chapter of the book of Psalms and uh, listen to this this is the generation of them that seek him that seek thy face O Jacob say law Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. That's probably enough reading. And that's everybody stand, if you will, and have a word of prayer. But uh, thank God for the King of glory. I appreciate the King of glory. Let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for letting us be in your house tonight. Uh, God, we thank you for your mercy and your grace, and thank you for all our visitors. Uh, God, you're so good to us, and God, we just praise you and we thank you. God, we just ask, we just ask you, Lord, just, we just uh, beseech you, God, help us to have a Holy Ghost meeting tonight. Help us just worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we praise you and we ask you these things in Jesus' name, and amen. You may be seated. We'll turn over to the choir. Page 46. <clears throat>
page 308. 
appreciate the choir singing. It's certainly good to be in the Lord's house. And again, I want to say welcome to everyone that's here, and especially our visitors. Would you just stand with me for a minute? Uh, anyone have unspoken prayer requests? Just show up raising your hand. And, well, we've got a lot to pray for. Now, if you've got something on your heart that you'd like to mention, uh, something that uh, the Lord wants you to say, you do that. Say whatever's on your heart. I, I appreciate you telling that. I, that was my next uh, announcement. Uh, Brother Cameron's over at Lighthouse tonight. Uh, uh, they'd asked him a while back about coming tonight, and so he's, he's over there. And, and uh, let's really pray for him, and uh, I appreciate him. And I appreciate him uh, preaching for us last Sunday morning when I was gone. Appreciate Brother Neil preaching Sunday night and Wednesday night. And I uh, appreciate the men that took care of service. And I just I appreciate everybody's help. Anybody else? Amen. I did too. Bless me, them being here too, buddy. I appreciate that. Have another announcement I want to make. I could make it later, but I might forget. We'll make it right now. Uh, Friday night, they're starting a weekend revival at Continental, at the Continental Missionary Baptist Church. Mark Hunter will be up there preaching for them. Now, this is real important. The time's not the same Friday night and Saturday night. Friday night is 7 o'clock, Saturday night is 6 o'clock, then Sunday, Sunday night's normal times, so 11 and 6. But, but Friday night, Seven o'clock Saturday night, six o'clock. So, pray for that service and pray for Brother Mark, and uh, really remember them. Okay. Anything else? Amen. Great. Right. Amen. That's great prayer requests. So pray for them, and as she said, pray for uh, church camp and Bible school. Amen. Anything else? Yeah. I got you. I wish you're glad you're able to tonight, but it's good. Someone else? Uh, everybody wants to come to all is welcome and pray to see if you want to Bryce Brother Mike Kester if you lead us in prayer
Let's continue to be prayerful. Let's everybody obey the Lord. Who'd feel like singing tonight now? Anybody got a song on your heart? Let's pray for them while they come. Appreciate it. Just pray for us. We'll just try to follow the Lord.
once again that he's my dearest friend. And he promised he would go with me always, even till the end. And when everyone walks out, that's when he walks in, proving once again that he's my dearest friend and he promised he would go with me always even till the end Took the precious hand of Jesus. 
sang with uh, Lois today she can't hear and uh, but as I was as we were singing she understood what we were singing about and uh, she requested songs and tomorrow's Memorial Day and uh, singing with the kids this morning and we all got down I don't even know if they know what a foxhole is but I said let's, let's all get down real low like we're in a foxhole and I said can you imagine people they had to get really low, I said, because somebody was trying to hurt them because they were fighting for our country. And I was trying to explain to them about Memorial Day and remembering people who had died. And I'm going to try to sing this song, and I'll probably not do a very good job because I'm nervous and I'm trying to remember the words. And, but what amazes me about people in church is when you think about somebody that's gone that's really helped you, what you end up back to is how they pointed to Jesus. And uh, we've got a lot of great people that have gone on. And, you know, part of me, this I'm not trying to be carnal, but part of me was sitting, sitting there thinking, no, you know, that's a kind of a carnal song. And, and I know better than that. The Lord was telling me different. But um, the greatest memorial there is, is the cross everything we talk about and everybody that's gone on that served the Lord they pointed to that cross yeah. and the greatest victory that was ever won and the greatest man who ever died to give us that victory who was all God and all man I'll try to sing this and get out of the way and, uh, Listen, good, there are people on this journey Larger than life who stand so tall. They're oak trees rooted deep in God. Right. On his name they've always called. Yeah. A fortress of faith who in sin's wind just refused to sway. So how sad the news when a great oak tree has been called home to stay. 
Laughter was a treasure and sweet assurance in their smile. How we leaned on those great oak trees day after day, mile after mile. But even when they're gone, their works go on as they're held in Jesus' hand. And praise his name someday in glory, we'll see those mighty oaks still stand. They were oak trees, they lived their lives for the Lord. And when we think of those old oak trees, we remember what they stood for. I didn't sing it right and I turned it all around, but that's the, that's the essence of it. And I, I thank God for those people that have gone on. I'll, I'll tell you one more thing. There's another verse of that song and I'm not gonna try to sing it. But I wrote that song over the course of probably eight, eight or nine years. The first one for a Christmas play. And then when, when I lost someone here and then a few a couple years later we lost somebody else and um, it's just a blessing to know that I I don't have to guess I know I'm going to see them again and if you're here and you're not saved you need that I appreciate burying that song those words anybody else now got one on your heart not want you to really pray I believe you've been praying but just pray with everything that within you is and uh, uh, obey the Lord that's the purpose right now we're going to obey the Lord and so if he'll come we're going to turn over brother Travis Jones let's really really pray for him come on Travis a slave in a foreign land so very far from the father's loving hand but he rescued me one glorious day he brought me out and paid a debt I could not pay now I am redeemed, I am redeemed. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. I am redeemed, I am redeemed. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. But still I live in this foreign land. But now I'm free according to redemption's plan. And soon I'll join the robed in white. The redeemed will sing a song the holy angels cannot sing. I am redeemed, I am redeemed. 
Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. I am redeemed, I am redeemed. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. Generations from every land will join the throng of the redeemed hand in hand. And death is conquered, new life begins because of one whose master plan covered their sin. They'll come at once from afar, stepping into the city of our God, singing a song the angels cannot sing. Written by the mighty pen of the blessed King. I am redeemed by love divine. Glory, glory, Christ is mine. He is mine all to Him. I now resign. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. Uh, I'm glad tonight that there was uh, something in my life that only God could change. Um, I, I remember whenever I was lost... It just seemed like I had a, a God-sized hole in my heart and that only he could feel and that only he could change. And um, I remember that time where I, wherever I fell under conviction. And uh, just like Paul wrote, uh, sin revived and, and I died and I know, knew I was dead towards God. And I remember I was sitting on the front row at, at Young's Creek Missionary Baptist Church uh, dying in my sin and, and I remember my pastor giving the altar call and Jesus was giving invitation and I was scared to death I just knew I was going to that place called hell but I'm thankful that same gospel that showed me I was lost was the same gospel that showed me I could be saved and I was sitting there on the front row and I was I was trying to hide behind my dad and you some of you all know my dad my dad's just a, a mountain of a man and I was kicking and screaming and clawing just just wanted some help and I thought maybe if I I hid behind my dad that Maybe the Lord couldn't see me, but he found me right where I was. Uh, and he called my name. He gave me an opportunity be, to be saved. And I'm thankful that I took that opportunity. And I, I tell you what, I've been saved ever since. I couldn't lose it if I tried. And I'm thankful that God's been with me every step of the way. There's, there's been times where I've let him down in my life, but I'm glad that he's never left me. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I'll go with you all the way even to the end of the world. I'm, I'm thankful to be here tonight. I don't, I don't know that I'll, I'll do any preaching. I, I, I want to promise to you from the bottom of my heart, uh, I did not uh, come with any in, intention uh, to preach tonight. And I was, I was telling a couple friends that I've I been praying and had some plans to come up to, to Lima uh, today. And, and one of them spoke back and said, Well, Terry... 
Terry might ask you to preach. And I said, that's all right. I said, a lot of people have. I said, they ain't got me up either. But I got, I got to follow the Lord tonight. I don't know that I'll do anything other than maybe testify. But I, I just want to, everything I say, I want to magnify the Lord. He said, if I be lifted up, he said, I can draw all men into me. And so uh, I'm thankful for the promise that he gave and, and, and what he's able to do. He knows how to get people's attention. He knows how to uh, speak to men, women, boys, and girls in a way that only he can. Uh, and I'm thankful for that tonight. I'm thankful for Brother brother Terry. He's been an oak tree in my life, just like what Brother Barry's saying about. And I'm, I'm thankful for what Lima Church has meant to me over the course of my life, even though this is only the second time I've been here. The last time I was here, my, my pastor, uh, Lowell Huddleston, was preaching here. We came up with him and tried to support him. And um, that was just a little bitty feller then. But I appreciate you all. I appreciate Lima. I'm, I'm glad to be in church here with, with, with Aaron Thompson. Last time I was, I was with Aaron, he was actually preaching at my home church at, at Young Street. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he spent the day at my mom and dad's house. So it's good to see him. And uh, I need your prayers. I'm somewhere between a nervous wreck and scared to death. So um, I need your prayers tonight. And uh, if you got your Bibles, uh, would you turn with me to the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 9? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some, some scripture right here uh, in my Bible. And, and I'm also going to maybe pull up a, a scripture right here uh, on my phone so I can keep from flipping back and forth real quick. And uh, so I'm going to try to maybe read out of Hebrews chapter 9. And uh, any time that, that I go to a place to, to maybe somebody asks me to preach and uh, I haven't had a lot of time to pray about having a, a burden for the church the way that uh, maybe God, God knows all about the church and what the church needs. But if there, I don't have a whole lot of time time to, to pray about a burden, one thing the Lord seems like he always, one of the things he always puts on my heart is just to, to preach on the blood because uh, it's the blood that still saves. Um, it's the blood that, that took, we needed that applied to us in order to be saved. And so um, that's what's on my heart tonight. And, and if I, I don't get to where I need to be, I'll gladly step out of the way and, and, and turn it over to your good pastor. But uh, maybe we'll just read this scripture. And this scripture is, is so powerful and, and so profound that I believe that it, it almost preaches itself. Uh, it's it's good scripture tonight. So uh, Hebrews chapter 9, and uh, I don't, I don't want to make anybody un uncomfortable. It's, it's my custom to, to stand for the reading of God's word. That'd be all right tonight. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, uh, starting in maybe, maybe verse 11. Uh, it says, but Christ being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead, otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to uh, all the people according to the law, he took the blood of, of calves and of goats with 
water and scarlet wool and, and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God had enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better, with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time, without sin unto salvation. That's all I got on my heart tonight to, to read, um, so you can be seated if you, if you may. Um, I, I want to maybe just back up for a minute. You pray real hard. I, I need your prayers uh, this evening. Uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the only way to have uh, forgiveness uh, of sin was to sacrifice an animal. Now, uh, without the shedding of blood, the Bible says that there was uh, no remission of sin. And so every year, what would happen is the high priest, he would go into the holiest of holies. And um, that was the most sacred place in the temple. And there he would offer up a, a sacrifice for the sins uh, and the sins of the people. And now, this was called the Day of Atonement. Now, there were other days of the year where they would also offer up many, many sacrifices. But this was the most important sacrifice uh, that they would make every single year. Year. And we know that if this sacrifice was acceptable, that their sins wouldn't necessarily be taken away, uh, but they would be covered uh, at least for another year. And so um, this was an ongoing process. And the high priest, he had to make sure that just everything uh, was, uh, was perfect. And that animal, uh, it couldn't have any spots and it couldn't have any blemishes. It had to be the right age. It had to have all these requirements. And if it didn't meet the requirements, then uh, the sacrifice would not be acceptable. Uh, unto God, uh, meaning that their sins would not be covered. Uh, and so this was a, a, a constant pressure um, that they lived under every single year. And I can just imagine them uh, probably thinking, well, uh, will our sins be covered another year? Will uh, the sacrifice be good enough? And uh, one thing about it is the, the blood of animals, it offered them temporary forgiveness. But God, uh, He told Abraham one day, He said, there's coming a day, uh, He said, where I'm going to get rid uh, of this old covenant. Uh, and he said, I'm going to bring a new covenant uh, to pass. And God said, uh, it had to be this way uh, for, for a certain time. Uh, but he said, at the right time, uh, he said, I'm going to make a new covenant uh, in which this new covenant uh, will come and permanently uh, cleanse sin. Uh, well, the problem was uh, that this couldn't be uh, done with the blood uh, of bulls and goats. That blood, it wasn't good enough. Uh, it was going to take uh, a special kind of sacrifice. Uh, well, you fast forward uh, into the scripture a little bit and uh, one day the Bible says that a man uh, named John the Baptist uh, came out of the wilderness and he was preaching uh, the forerunner of God and he saw Jesus coming uh, and he said behold uh, the Lamb of God uh, who takes away uh, the sin of the world
world. Uh, now John knew that uh, Jesus was the sacrifice uh, that Abraham, uh, God told Abraham about. And I believe whenever God uh, took Abraham uh, up on the mountain and told him to sacrifice his son, uh, I believe in that moment uh, God allowed Abraham uh, to look through the aisles of time and say, hey Abraham, uh, this ain't about you sacrificing your son. Uh, this is about me sacrificing my son uh, so that you can be uh, forgiven. Uh, and so we know that Jesus uh, was God's perfect lamb. Uh, and whenever he died on the cross uh, and he shed his blood, uh, the Bible says that he obtained uh, eternal redemption for us. Uh, now I want you to look at Hebrews 9 verse 12. Uh, it says, neither uh, by the blood of goats and calves, uh, but by his own blood, uh, he entered in uh, one time into the holy place, uh, having uh, obtained uh, eternal uh, redemption for us. Uh, preacher, what does that mean? Uh, that means that we have an everlasting uh, release from our sin. Uh, his blood, uh, it put an end uh, to that old sacrificial system uh, of sacrificing uh, bulls and goats and all these things over and over again, uh, just hoping uh, that we would be covered. Uh, but here's the good news tonight. Uh, now, uh, I believe that we can live uh, in a confidence uh, that all of our sins, uh, past, uh, present, uh, and future, uh, have not just been covered and uh, not just temporarily atoned for, uh, but completely uh, washed away uh, and everlasting uh, release from our sin uh, and eternal uh, redemption for us. Uh, that is the power uh, of the blood tonight. Uh, listen to me. Whenever Jesus uh, hung on the cross, uh, suspended uh, between heaven and earth, uh, you know what He did? Uh, he took our mistakes. Uh, he took our weaknesses. He took all our failures. He took all of those times where we blew it. Uh, and He forgave it uh, on the cross of uh, the gospel. Uh, can I say this to you tonight? Uh, the gospel isn't that Jesus will forgive you. Uh, the gospel is that Jesus has already forgiven you. He's already paid uh, the purchase price. Uh, you just got to accept it tonight. Uh, behold, uh, the Lamb of God uh, who, takes, who takes away uh, the sin of the world. Uh, well, preacher, what are you talking about? Uh, here's the key of the sacrifice. Uh, it won't do you any good uh, if you don't believe it uh, and you don't accept it. Uh, Satan will tell you uh, maybe your sin is too much. Uh, maybe uh, maybe you've done uh, too much wrong. Uh, but can I ask you this question tonight? Uh, do you think uh, that anything you've done, uh, Christ didn't consider it uh, whenever He died on the cross? Uh, do you think uh, that anything you've done, uh, God took a step back uh, and said, I wasn't prepared for that sin? Uh, no. Uh, he knew what we would do. He knew what we would be. Uh, and He sent the perfect sacrifice uh, so that you and I uh, could be atoned for, uh, so that we could be justified. Uh, that's the God that we serve. Uh, maybe you're here today and you're thinking, man, uh, if I get saved, uh, is Jesus able to keep me? Uh, well, I've got the good news for you today. Uh, the difference is uh, is that the blood of bulls and goats uh, it just covered for a year. Uh, but the blood of Jesus, uh, I believe it covers for eternity. Uh, he's able to save uh, and He's able to keep us uh, and He's able to cover us uh, for eternity. Uh, those days of those animals are gone. Uh, you've been redeemed uh, by the sinless, uh, spotless uh, blood of the Lamb. Uh, that's not ordinary blood tonight. Uh, I believe uh, that He made the perfect sacrifice. Uh, that's the blood uh, that whenever I realized that I was lost uh, and I was dying and I was going to a devil's hell, uh, that was the kind of blood uh, that was able to save me uh, from that place 
I called a devil's hell and I'm glad that he had the remedy and that he was able uh, that blood that saved me uh, it can save you today uh, listen uh, we don't have to worry uh, if the atonement uh, was made uh, good enough anymore uh, Jesus uh, he paid the price uh, and he did it the right way uh, listen uh, he don't have to come back and die uh, every time that we made a mistake uh, he died and he did it the right way uh, and not only that uh, but I'm glad that whenever he rose up he did it the right way uh, he did it the perfect way uh, so that we could be justified uh, man I, I tell you tonight I, I don't know if there's somebody here uh, I tell you uh, I need your prayers tonight uh, pray with me just for a second uh, can I say this to somebody uh, if there's somebody here uh, maybe you're lost uh, maybe you don't know what to do uh, can I say this to you tonight uh, there's no such thing uh, as partial obedience uh, well preacher what do you mean uh, if God's uh, telling you to come uh, you gotta come uh, in the way that God says to come uh, you can't do it in your own way uh, you gotta do it God's way uh, preacher give me an example uh, there was a man one time uh, in the Old Testament uh, I believe his name was Naaman uh, and he was a, a, a mighty man uh, but the Bible says but uh, he was a leper uh, well uh, he went all across the world uh, he had went across all these lands and he had all this money uh, trying to be healed uh, until this little servant girl uh, spoke up to him one time and she said hey uh, Naaman uh, I know a prophet uh, over there in Israel uh, who knows a God uh, that can heal you uh, of your leprosy uh, well he told her he said let's just pack up uh, let's go uh, I want to be healed so much uh, well Naaman uh, he got over to the prophet's house uh, and he was surprised uh, once he got there uh, why is that preacher uh, because the prophet uh, wouldn't even meet him at the door he thought that maybe uh, the prophet was going to maybe wave his hand around uh, perform some kind of magic trick uh, and heal him uh, but instead uh, the old prophet uh, he sent a servant to the door and he said here's what I want you to do he said go down to the Jordan River uh, and dip seven times and whenever you do that he said you'll be rose up uh, and you'll be clean uh, well Naaman uh, I tell you what he was about like we are he wasn't excited that he had a remedy uh, he was offended uh, at what the prophet said he thought wow uh, don't he know who I am uh, we've got cleaner rivers back home uh, I ain't going to go wash uh, in that old dirty Jordan River uh, the servant spoke up and said Naaman uh, if he would have asked you to do some great thing uh, wouldn't you have done it uh, why can't you do this small thing uh, can I tell you tonight uh, if you're here and you're lost uh, God ain't asking you to do some great thing uh, he just wants you to step out uh, and trust in him and if you give him that little bit of faith uh, that he's offered to you uh, man he'll give you your life back and he'll give it back to you more abundantly and you'll be able to live justified and so Naaman uh, he ends up going down to the river uh, and he dips one time uh, and he gets up and he's still dirty he's still a leper he dips down a second time uh, and he gets up uh, and he's still dirty he's still a leper he does it a third time uh, and a fourth time uh, and a fifth time uh, and a sixth time uh, and he's still a leper uh, even after that sixth time uh, preacher what are you saying partial obedience uh, is not obedience you got to go all the way uh, in order to get what God has for you you got to do it in the way uh, that he says do it uh, listen to me today uh, Naaman uh, whenever he dipped that seventh time uh, he got up and he said now I know uh, that there's a God in Israel uh, now I know uh, that there's a God that can save uh, I'm glad today uh, whenever I was lost in my sin uh, that there was a God uh, that showed me a way out and he said hey 
hey, I've got a remedy. His name's Jesus. He's a God that can heal you. He's a God that can save you. And He washed me in the blood. And now I'm saved today. And I'm thankful for it. you got to be obedient today. There's no such thing as partial obedience. Can I? I'm scared to death up here. Will you pray for me? One thing about obedience is whenever God opens a door, we can't take advantage of that door and spurn the opportunity, taking advantage of it, thinking that that door may remain open. If God's opened a door, today is the day that we have to move. Now is the time that we have to move. And the way that we're obedient today can affect where we are tomorrow or what we'll do tomorrow. Well, preacher, what are you talking about? I thought for a moment there as I was reading, um, there was a boy named David one time, and I know you heard about him. Now, there was a time whenever David was just a a poor little shepherd's boy, and uh, he was tending the sheep in the field, and God spoke to Samuel, and he said, "Uh, go down to Jesse's house, um, and I want you to anoint uh, the next king of Israel. Uh, Well, he goes down there, and the Bible says that that Samuel uh, looked upon Eliab, and he thought, surely um, this is the next king. Uh, And he went down through each son and through each son. uh, And God spoke. He said, it's none of those. And he said, you look on the stature of man. He said, but I look on the inside. Uh, So Samuel spoke up. He said, Jesse, he said, is there another son that you have? He said, well, yeah. Uh, David's over there in the shepherd's fields. Uh, Will you go get him for me? Uh, And so I believe that uh, they got over there and uh, David came running and uh, Samuel said, man, uh, that's the one. Uh, That's going to be the next king of Israel. Well, there was a time uh, whenever David was just a little boy um, that they were fighting with the Philistines uh, like they did so often. Um, David went into battle uh, and he was preparing uh, for the giant and a giant named Goliath and uh, I love the faith that David had. Uh, The Bible says that whenever David uh, went to the battlefield that he ran to the battlefield. He had a confidence uh, in the Lord today. Uh, Can I say this? Uh, If God's going to move in your life or if He's going to save your life um, you've got to have confidence uh, believing uh, that he can do uh, what only he can do tonight. And so David, uh, he ran through the battlefield and he spoke up in authority with the Lord. And he said, who is this uh, uncircumcised Philistine uh, that threatens the armies of the living God? And I believe that he grabbed that rock and he started swinging it and he threw the rock and it hit that old giant right between the eyes. But here's the kicker and I know that you know this. Um, That stone, uh, it didn't kill the giant. Uh, It just knocked him down uh, and it just knocked him out. Uh, The Bible says that David uh, walked over to him um, and he picked up his big old massive sword uh, and he starts to chop his head off. And I don't know, maybe he lifted the head uh, above uh, to show the enemy armies uh, not to mess with the Lord. Uh, But David was obedient uh, to what God called him to do and he was able to move uh, in a mighty way. Well, preacher, why are you talking about this? Um, There was a time uh, later on uh, where David was running from the enemy armies uh, and he had nowhere to go. Uh, And the Bible said that he ran into the temple real quick and he said, is there a weapon in here? Uh, Is there a sword in here? And the high priest, he spoke back. He said, buddy, he said, the only sword that we got um, is the one uh, that you took from Goliath uh, and killed Goliath with. Uh, Well, I believe David said, give it right here. Uh, I can still use that. Uh, Can I say this to you today? How obedient you are today uh, will depend on your victory tomorrow uh, because David was obedient uh, the first time of the first trial. 
and he killed the giant. Uh, later on, uh, Brother Barry, he had a memorial uh, that he could go to, uh, something that he could stand on, uh, something that he could use uh, for the next battle. Uh, I tell you what today, uh, there may be times uh, in my life uh, where everything seems to be coming against me. Uh, but can I say this? I believe I'll stick with Jesus. Uh, there may be times in my life where I feel like the whole world's crumbling down. Can I say this? I believe I'll stick with Jesus when everything's coming against me. I'll say this. Greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Why's that? Because we got the victorious one in our heart. We don't live for victory. We're living from victory. I'm glad I got a God that gave me the victory one time. I know there's still battles that we got to fight here in this life. But I'm glad the victory's already been won. Amen? I'm thankful for that. How obedient you are today may depend on your victory tomorrow. How obedient you are today may depend on where you are tomorrow. Let me tell you, the Bible says that Jesus could be coming back any day. Now, I believe that, don't you? If He don't come back today, I believe I'll look for Him tomorrow. If He don't come tomorrow, I believe I'll look for Him the next day. The Apostle Paul looked for Him in his day. But I believe He's coming back. The Bible says that whenever He comes, man, the dead in Christ will rise first and those of us that remain will be changed. In a moment, a twinkle of an eye, caught up in the air to forever be with the Lord. Can I say this? Um, if you're not prepared for that moment, uh, today would be a good day to prepare uh, for that moment. Because uh, I'll say this, uh, whenever He comes, uh, there won't be any second chances. Uh, there won't be any more opportunities. Uh, can I say that today? Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't be ready for a recital uh, by doing the rehearsal on the same day. Uh, you've got to be prepared. Uh, and there's only one person uh, who can prepare you for eternity today. Um, that's the Lord Jesus. And if you don't know Him um, in the free pardon of sin, uh, can I say this to you today? I believe it would be a good day uh, to come to know Him. It would be the best day uh, to come to know Him. I don't know what's on your heart today. I don't know your circumstances. I don't know where you are, uh, but I know Jesus loves you. Preacher, how do you know that? John 3, 16. Uh, For God so loved the world uh, that He gave His only begotten Son, uh, that whosoever uh, believeth in Him uh, should not perish, uh, but have everlasting life. Uh, it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If you're not here today, and you don't know Jesus in the free pardon of sin, can I say this to you? Come get Him today. Come get him today. He's accessible. Well, preacher, he's called me before. And I said, no. If he's calling again, you can still come. It's by invitation only. If he's calling, that's whenever you can come. I, that's probably enough preaching. Would it be all right to get a song? I'm, I may just, would it be all right if I just preached a little bit more? But I feel like maybe somebody needs to come right now. You may think, well, everything in the world's against me. I don't really understand. I thought about this story one time. There was a time where the old prophet, he was up in his house, and the Bible says the enemy army surrounded him. And he was kind of unaware of it. He wasn't worried about it. But he had a servant that got up and he looked out the window, so to speak, and he started to see all these enemy armies surrounding the house, surrounding about him. And he went and he told the prophet, he said, Hey, he said, there's enemy armies out here. We're going to perish. They're going to kill us. The old prophet said, he said, go look again. He prayed to God. He said, God, open his eyes. Allow him to see what I can see. And after a time or two, the servant, he went back out and he looked out the window again. And the Bible says that whenever 
whenever he looked again, uh, that the next time that he looked out the window, that he not only saw the enemy armies, uh, but he saw uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of warring angels uh, surrounding the enemy. Uh, Preacher, what do you mean tonight? There's more for you uh, than there is against you. Uh, I tell you what, uh, the old devil tonight, can I say this to you? He doesn't have any authority over your heart. He can't speak to your heart tonight. He may work in your mind. He may cause you a a little bit of confusion. Uh, But with God, uh, God is not the author of confusion. And if God is for you, there's more for you than there's against you. And if God is calling you, can I say this today? Uh, That old devil, he can't stop you uh, from following the Lord. Uh, God makes a way um, that not even a fool could the air therein. And anyway, with temptation, there's a way of escape. God can help you today if you just let Him. Would it be alright if we stand? Maybe somebody needs to come pray. I don't know. Brother Terry's going to help us. Be obedient today while the door's still open. Christ made the sacrifice. He did it perfect. You don't have to worry about that no more. You just got to worry about following the Lord. Being obedient to Him. Yeah, I like that. Don't wait till tomorrow. Be saved tonight. Why not tonight? There's no better time than right now. Appreciate him, uh, appreciate him being with us tonight, standing for us. And I appreciate his subject. Uh, one of my favorites, the blood of Christ. And uh, one of his uh, comments comes back to me, which uh, it just stands out. Uh, he's talking about the effectiveness of that blood. He said it cleanses the sins before, and present, and in the future. And uh, brought a verse to mind: uh, the blood of Christ cleanses from all sin. And previous and present and future. Goes all the way back to Adam. Goes all the way out as far as time stands. And uh, in my life, uh, when uh, when the Lord saved my soul when I was 12 years old, uh, went all the way back to the beginning of my life, goes all the way out to the end of my life, and put me in, made me part of the family of God, and, and that's from everlasting to everlasting. So that's a, a powerful comment. And so good to be here tonight and uh, I wonder if anybody's got anything on your heart something to say or do before we come to close let me remind you of the announcement I made earlier about the revival at Continental this weekend uh, Mark Hunter will be preaching a weekend revival up there God willing and uh, Friday at 7 o'clock Saturday at 6 o'clock and then Sunday morning at 11 Sunday evening at 6 so really pray uh, for that uh, revival and pray for Mark Hunter and uh, really, really remember that and uh, I mentioned this morning uh, we'll mention this again next uh, Sunday morning God willing we'll be having baptizing got a few to baptize and we're thankful for that and, uh, and then next Sunday we'll be taking up special offering for our church camp so remember that and let me remind everybody that on Wednesday nights 
we're having a, a grief meeting one hour before prayer meeting time. Prayer meetings at seven, grief meetings at six. People come and get together and share some of their experiences and help each other and help themselves. And so remember those things. And that, uh, once again, it's good to be here. And we'll remind our men this uh, being the last uh, uh, Sunday in the month, we have a little brotherhood meeting, a uh, pre-business meeting, if you want to call it that, uh, type discussion. We'll meet out in the fellowship hall for a few minutes. Our guests that are here, uh, if you just hang around here somewhere, uh, we won't be long. We'll get together after we have that little meeting. We'll fellowship some more. Uh, maybe get us a snack or something somewhere like we do usually. But uh, remember that. And uh, want, uh, want Travis to come back. Uh, want Aaron to come back and his family and all our visitors. Glad to have everybody tonight. Any other things or announcements before we come to a close? If not, we'll ask most people seated or standing, but if you're still seated and you can stand, stand with us in reverence of prayer. We ask Brother Lee to pray dismissal. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you once again, Lord, for another hour of service, Lord, and thankful for the message and the messenger. And Father, we pray that if there's someone here in lost, Lord, and that Father might have missed out on the blood, Father, we're thankful that you shed your blood for each and every one of us. And Lord, we pray that, Lord, when they come back, Lord, that you can give them another opportunity. So thankful for what you've done in our lives. I'm thankful, Lord, to be saved.